Welcome to Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. Our guest is Warren Carr. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of Jesus is here. I can feel him in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here, saints. The presence of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord is here. Spirit of Jesus is here. I can feel him in the atmosphere. Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Power, power is here. The power of the Lord is here. I can feel him in the atmosphere. The power of the Lord is here, oh, the power of the Lord. 
It's DSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. Glad to have you with us once again as we explore the origins of some of the great anointed music we know and love and some music we may not know, as well as going on a journey to the places our guests are sent to mission for the Lord. Today, we're talking with a guy who's no stranger here at Times Square Church. In fact, he's instrumental to the music ministry effort here. And his name is Warren Carr. Warren, great to have you on Music with a Mission. Thank you for having me, Derek. Freshly back from a missions trip to Zambia. That is correct. How does it feel to be back home? It feels good. It feels... uh, This is our second visit home. Okay. The first was for a month in 08, and so then it was very difficult to be here. But now we... Because I guess we're just in such need of some rest and relaxation, um, it feels really good to be at home. And you brought somebody special with you. Yes. My better half. Her name is Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi. <laughs> you got, how long have you guys been married? 12 years. You seem like a nice, cozy, Christian, cohesive couple. We are. <laughs> Very we nice. are. Well, did she go with you? She did. Oh, she's been there all along side the last four side. years. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Couldn't do it without her. Well, before we get into the missions part of Music with a Mission, let's talk about the music. When I hear you sing for the Lord... It appears you do so with all that's within you. For the benefit of our listeners who may not know you, let's get to the root of Warren Carr, shall we? <laughs> and uh, how and when did it all begin for you? Um, I was um, a young man, I guess. When my parents gave birth to me, they uh, moved. I was born in Antigua, the West Indies, and my mother and father um, gave birth to me in Antigua, and then I was left to be raised by my aunt, my mother's sister. Um, And I can remember as far back as age six, just really loving music and being involved with music. And they had these celebrations at school. And my aunt, she was a staunch Christian and, and, you know, music was of the devil back then. And so I remember (laughs) running away from home so that I could go to these celebrations just to be involved with them until finally um, my aunt sent me to live with my parents in the Virgin Isles and, um, and there, uh, my music teacher in elementary school thought, wow, you're really talented. Mm-hmm. You know, I was singing boy soprano at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, you know, but, you know, you are talented, but not in the way of the kinds of music that we sing. You're talented more on the classical realm. And so really? um, he said, for your talent to develop, you would have to be in the States. And so I remember that just really had set a focus, um, a goal before me, uh, and just wishing and hoping because my music teacher in elementary school then paid for me to actually get lessons. I see. So how did you get to the United States, though? uh, My mom, she moved. She wanted to be closer. After my father died in 1980, my mother, she wanted to be closer to her sisters and her mother, so she came to um, New York. Okay. And then after being here about six months or so, then she sent for my brothers and I. And then we came, and then I went to um, Beach Channel High School in Far Rockaway, Queens. Oh. And then we moved to New Jersey after <laughs> my mom experienced her, her first New York. Uh, okay, Far Rockaway to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even touch it. Okay. <laughs> How'd you get here to Times Square Church? Uh, in 1994, I was leaving university to come back home because I felt that the Lord was saying for me um, to come home. And so my campus ministry pastor at the time had said, oh, if you're going to go to to the East Coast, then you got to go to David Wilkerson's church. Really? And at the time, I did not know who that person was. Right. 
Um, so I, about a week after being at home, I came to New York just looking, walking around, and, and then I asked someone for a Times Square church, and then they um, brought me to this place. And so I walked in that, that Sunday, they were singing, and I never have <laughs> hadn't turned back. Spirit of the Lord hit you in. right from oh, the door, yeah, doesn't it? It felt because, it, because of the, the makeup of this church, mm-hmm. um, the, the campus ministry group that I was a part of, also had about 50 or so different nationalities that worshipped there. So mm-hmm. it was a natural fit for me to, to come to Times Square Church and to just see the cultural diversity. And so that was great. And I came and stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And, so, and apparently you stuck to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so musically influenced at an early age and yeah. then uh, ended up here at Times Square Church. Just a reminder, if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments for our guests, Log on to Facebook and Twitter. Put Sheba and Jessica to work over there. Uh, they're thunder fingers. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say. Okay? Thoughts, comments? Do it now. Now, I understand that you wore a number of hats while serving here at Times Square Church. Tell us a bit about that. Well, when I came, uh, I was working as a, um, a directory research assistant. What's that? Um, basically, I was working for a magazine company that they do ca- um, cataloging of various um, different products. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and basically it was my task to do the research on some of these products. And so as a Christian, I felt, man, I'm working 40 hours for this person and I'm not doing anything for the Lord. So I have to tithe my work time. Mm. So because I'm working 40 hours, then I figured, oh, I need to tithe at least four hours a week to church somehow, some way. So I came while being here at Times Square Church. I decided to go and volunteer with the high school ministry, youth and young adult ministry at the time, and just volunteer doing whatever they needed. At the time, um, they had just um, separated the high school from the young adults. And so I was working with um, filling out birthday cards and things like that with young adults. Okay. But that's interesting. You should say tithe your work time. Yeah. Oh, most, yeah. Most people, when they think of tithing, they think of money. Oh, I, I tithe. I I was of the impression that if I was to tithe, I was to tithe everything. That's wonderful. So anything that I, I felt the Lord gave to me, then then there was a tithe that, that should go from that thing. Understood. And so after working for several months, um, just volunteering, um, I actually got um, downsized out of the company, yeah. and then the church um, offered me a job two times a week to do accounting. So oh. I was working in the accounting department, you know, and <laughs> doing various the things. The tithing worked, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> Pour you out a blessing that you want room enough to receive. Um, yeah. You, uh, where did the music come in? Um, I went to I went to a emissions all night um, prayer meeting they had here here at the church mm-hmm. in the Broadway chapel at the time and 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 we were singing I guess and some of the young people overheard me singing and so they went to the then young people's choir um leader okay. and said hey there's this new guy and he sings and all this stuff and right and so one day I was coming down from the church and he met me at the the front door and he said uh hey I hear that you sing do you want to join the YPC and I was just like Absolutely not. There is no way. I'm not doing choir ever again. Right, right. You know, just simply because I'd gone all the way through high school and college. I went to yeah, well, yeah. Westminster Choir mm-hmm. College. I, I mean, and I was done with singing in choirs. Okay. And so I, th- I figured I'd 
won all the t-shirts <laughs> so <laughs> and cups and hats yeah. <laughs> right right so he, he invited me to come and i said oh absolutely not i cannot do choir no thanks mm-hmm. that was my fleshly response but right. then i went home and i remember praying and then one time i was sitting in the balcony and i just really felt an overwhelming um presence of the lord and he said i wanted you there and i thought there is no way i am not <laughs> No, I I very much I like being in the congregation. Yeah. I like just coming and so out of defiance because I know the Lord when he speaks to me, I went and auditioned, you know, for okay. the YPC and yeah. so I did my audition and the lady said, Oh, it sounds like you've had some training and I was just like, Yes, blah blah blah. <laughs> like here you we know? go. <laughs> okay. You know, and so and so I did the whole audition. And she said, are you sure you don't want to sing in the adult choir? I said, absolutely not. And so um, I auditioned. I talked to the lady. And then finally I started singing with the YPC um, mm-hmm. just simply because um, I felt the Lord spoke to me. And I, I wanted him and obedience to him was so much more important than how I was feeling and what I was thinking. I figured I've been through so much with choirs, and I just didn't want to go there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then the choir um, director became the music minister, um, minister at the time, and so had requested that I become his assistant. Nice. And so, wow. uh, and so there I was sitting in front of Brother Dave, and he's asking me, you know, what am I doing, and all these things. At the same time, I was asked if I would consider running the young adults, becoming the leader of the young adults. Mm-hmm. And that was my heart because I got saved in college, and I just felt like I lived and breathed young adults. Mm-hmm. It was all that I, my my salvation came during my young adult years. And so it was the people that I wanted to encourage and bless more because I felt like this is where the Lord came into my life. And so... Um, so I was in these two places, and so Brother Dave says, "Well, you can do both." Nice, nice. <laughs> you know. And yeah. so, so finally, I was doing music ministry and also um, the coordinator for young adults in the church um, for about ten years or so. And um, and you were featured on, as a soloist on a variety of projects here at Times Square Church too, right? A number I, of selections from the CD, new songs. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, you forgot about that. Did <laughs> yeah. you forget about that? <laughs> I did. I, 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 just real, I just realized that, yeah, I did sing on that CD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you do work for the Lord, you just forget about what you do. You just keep moving, huh? No, it's old age, Derek. It's just old age. <laughs> hey, look, hey, I know all about it. You're preaching to the choir. Talk about choir. Oh, boy. And you were on new songs, too, also. Uh, yeah, from, okay, yeah, there's that one See? song. You help me, and I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) Two senile old guys trying to make it through, boy, by the grace of God. Which which project did you like most? Uh, Wow. I mean, I've been uh, involved with just about every project after the first one, which is Revival and Broadway. But I'd have to say that the project that I probably enjoyed the most was one of the Christmas products that we did um, called The Prophecy Fulfilled. No kidding. Yeah, and that was um, that was a long time ago that we, we did that, and it was an incredible experience just simply to the level of musicians and singers and and just the, the creativity of the songs and the writing of the songs. And, you know, because I studied music um, more on the classical side, I, I was just really impressed with that. 
Um, I also liked uh, We Proclaim Him, that album. That uh, was just... Everybody you know, loves that. That was just... That's classic New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and so... I mean, it, it, we have a lot of modernisms that are taking place in music, but I think We Proclaim Him will go down as probably one of my all-time favorites. You know, so... Greg Thomas will be very happy to hear you say that. Oh. <laughs> but let's let's talk about new songs, though, because you're on a number of tracks on new songs. Yeah, that- uh, new songs. Uh, that was, you know, it it was so great because so many people, um, when I worked in the music minist- music department, I was actually the music copyist oh. and choir director. Well, how many and arms so- did you have when you were here at Times Square Church? <laughs> and so um, as a copyist, I did most of the copyrights and all those different kinds of things. And yeah. so... Um, People started calling and asking, can we get the worship service? You know, and so we were like, well, you know, we're not able to do this, blah, blah, blah. And so one day I just, I was doing the research and lo and behold, um, our CCLI license allows us to make X number of copies of our worship service and make it available for. And so I said, do you realize that we actually could this is a possibility for us to be able to do something like this mm-hmm. and so i think that was the beginning of the idea of recording the worship service not on top of people sending in requests to get the songs because they're saying where can we find this we cannot get this worship anywhere and so they finally decided okay let's just take just our live worship services and literally record them you know, and Any so, favorites from that, uh, from new songs? Uh, you have put in my mouth a new song. Ah. So that's a song, new song. Yeah, Vicki Griffin sings yeah, that. Yeah, she wrote that song. What about a song that you sang? Uh, I can't even remember any of the songs that I sang. Uh, oh, I sang But By Faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> I was just like, what are the it's songs? It's coming back <laughs> to me. It's coming back. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, and I co-wrote the song, I'm So Happy. That's a song. I was just like, what did I write in that thing? Wow. But I'm so happy with Sarah. Um, that was great. Um, and then Hallelujah, Salvation, and Glory. That was that was probably one of the first songs that I was introduced to as a young adult co- coordinator because Mark Hoagie, who wrote that song, he was with the group, and so he would sing a lot of his songs for us. And so that one is just special to me personally just simply because I'd known the song and have a relationship with the song and with the person who wrote the song. And so um, that was a really cool song to sing. Salvation and glory, honor and power, on 
KSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission from the CD New Song and the Songs. I'm so happy and hallelujah, salvation and glory done by our guest, Warren Carr. You know, Warren, when I spoke with a few people about you prior to the podcast, just to get an idea of who I'd be talking to, the general consensus from people who know you and those who have seen you leading worship is, quote unquote, he's a great guy. That's all I get. He's a great guy. You do seem to be easygoing and just free. What do you attribute that to? Jesus. Really, I mean, Derek, I mean, <laughs> have to understand that I was probably, my personality is very extroverted, so I'm very outgoing. Right. Um, like to meet people and things like that, but mm-hmm. it it really, um, I, and I guess that some of my weaknesses is just really people-pleasing, you know, and so mm-hmm. some of these things are simply because you want everyone to be happy and all yeah. these kinds of things, yeah. and so... Um, but I'd have to say, um, because of the love of Christ mm. and what he has absolutely shown to my heart of himself, cannot help. I can't help but um, really display that You know what? in the natural. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We want to hear your testimony. <laughs> yeah. When we come back from the break, do you mind sharing a bit of what the Lord has done for you? I don't mind. All right. That's great. When we come back, we're going to hear your testimony. Warren Carr's testimony with Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. In the Gospel of John, chapter 7, the people were gathering together and they were celebrating magnificent things that God had done in their lives and in their community in the past. Now, at the end of the days, Jesus Christ stood in the midst of all of this activity and he said these incredible words If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, Out of his belly, that means his inward parts, shall flow rivers of living water. I don't know about you, but I'm not content just in living in the past. God has to be an everyday present reality in my life. And if you're as thirsty as I often am, all you have to do is go into the prayer closet. That's what he said to do. Just come to me and I will put something in you that is of life, hope, and a future. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area... Visit nycprayer.org. Our God reigns forever, forever, oh God, you reign. Our God reigns forever, forever, oh God, you reign. To you, O oh Lord, to you, O oh Lord, we give you our hearts and souls.
Lord for his goodness and for his loving kindness towards the children of man. Let us exalt his name together. Let's shout joyfully a song of praise and rejoicing. Music Radio's Music with a Mission for the CD New Songs 2 and the song He is Mighty, featuring our guest, Warren Carr. Wow. I love it. Love it. Warren, prior to the break, you said you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of your testimony. And I say a bit of because I can imagine that the Lord has done a great deal in your life. It would probably take up much of this podcast and maybe another one. So tell us. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Um having been born to my parents and then left with my, to my aunt yeah. and spending 10 years with her going back and forth to my parents in a young boy's heart that was very difficult and at that young age i really could understand i i really think that they could have spoken to me and i would have reasoned it out as to why they were doing of course it was for my good but no one ever said that to me so i always thought that i wasn't wanted mm-hmm. i wasn't needed and so I fought a lot and just got into trouble with my aunt until she sent me back to my parents. Mm. And nine months after being back with my parents, they separated. So you have all these confusing things that are taking place. And then two years after that, my father dies when I when I turned 13. And so mm. it was just an incredible time for a young person um, going through all of these difficulties with um, with the parents leaving them and then my father dying and then not really having an identity per se because my dad my role model had had pretty much just stepped out of the picture and all of this in your impressionable years yeah absolutely and so um it was really really difficult for me to really be able to process all these things and not really having counselors or any of these kinds of things Mm -hmm. you know so i just pretty much lived for myself i felt like no one was there to help me so i had to basically do it myself Mm. you know and being the oldest of seven children it was. It became very difficult because then you, you were looked at as the one to set the example. So the the overwhelming pressure that's there to succeed and to do well. You know, I was the. I'm the only person so far that have actually completed university in my family. You know, and so um, my my folks when we moved to the states, uh, I started. Uh, music you know mm-hmm. so remember i said that my elementary teacher was paying at six and years old it, yeah and and it just 
and uh, it seemed like it was just God's providence for my life because mm-hmm. all of my music training had always been, I have been the benefactor of people mm-hmm. that have just seen my talent and decided to pay for me to get lessons. Wow. And so all through high school, I had lessons. Um, I went to Westminster Choir College and, you know, and it was very um, shocking to me um, being a music student and passionate about music to go to a music college and school to discover that if you're going to study music, then that must mean that you are a homosexual. And so my first two years of college being in the arts. Oh, yeah. In the arts, it's very they make it very clear almost, you know, that if you if you're studying the arts, then this must be your um, sexual persuasion and all these kinds of things. So I stressed myself out to no end. So you had a stigma over your head? You had this dark cloud over your head and you're just trying to exercise your gift? Yeah, that's all. And so um, I developed what was called acute intestinal disturbance. And so when I went to the doctor, they said, you're stressing yourself out. You need to. So I transferred from Princeton and went to Illinois. Mm. And in the course of my time in Illinois studying music, I burnt out. So I had to study something else. Mm -hmm. Usually what happens with um, teachers or coaches is that when they find talent, they tend to maximize as much out of it as they possibly can. So I found myself at a young age, I'm just singing and doing this production and that. And, you know, and so in no time I burnt out in music. Mm. And so uh, the ombudsman at school said, well, let's find a degree that's close where you can use your music credits and finish with a minor in music. Mm. And so that's how I transferred and actually earned a degree wow. in radio and television. Wow. Oh, radio and television. Yeah. Nice. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he said, well, what did you like? What's the next best thing? I said, oh, I like communications. And he okay. says, oh, great. Then maybe you could do something in the communications field. So God has been training you ever since you yeah. were a kid. I mean, oh, yeah. it's been laid out for you. Yeah, yeah. There I was. I remember being in the dorms. All by myself. And I, I'm not really suicidal in any way, but I remember just this overwhelming sense of loneliness. And it's snowing outside. It's wintertime. Everyone oh, is gone from college. And the yeah. only person that's left are all the international students who they don't have anywhere else to go. Right. And so I was there. And just after that winter, I went out to play tennis. And there was this Japanese um, young man that came, and he asked me if I would play tennis with him. And so I played. Um, He, at the time, was afraid of black people because of the things that he had seen on television. Okay. And so, but he worked up the courage to ask me. And one day, to make a long story short, we became friends. And he asked me a question if I was a Christian because Mm. he was searching. Mm. And there was someone on campus that was reaching out to him. Through friendship evangelism, come over, we'll have a meal, watch yeah. a movie, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they were just probing. And, and so he started asking the questions that were asked of him I see. to me. Interesting. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, how could you be an American and not be a Christian? Hmm. You know, because in everyone's mind, you know, the answer here would be, yeah, I'm yeah, a Christian. Sure, sure. And so he, he said, well, if you're a Christian, why do you drink and why do you do these things and mm. do this and do that and good question uh, and <laughs> you know and so it really started provoking me i remember um we finally i went and did my internship from from for radio and television and came home and asked him hey listen i'm going to rent a place would you like to um, live together and so um he said yeah and i remember one day him coming home and saying i believe i said 
You believe what? He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is who he is wow. and who he says he is. Mm-hmm. I believe that what he did was absolutely done. Mm-hmm. It was, it's not fake. It wasn't a story. It really was done. Mm-hmm. And I believe he did it for me. <laughs> Needless to say, the Lord has had his hand on your life throughout. Yeah. And uh, in the end here, all things work together for the good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, um, when he got his baptismal service, I was there. And then it was like God came and say, because I remember the um, pastor asking the people in the congregation to pray for the candidates. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming up with my religious prayer because I went to a mainline church that did the, you read the prayers from books and things like that. And so... Um, I was praying one of those prayers Mm -hmm. and just really felt like God said, you didn't need his forgiveness. You needed mine. Mm. And so nice. And that broke. I remember running out of the church because I started crying. I mean, and that was for me. It's almost like just crying in the church. And so I was leaving and someone came behind me and he said, hey, listen, I can explain what's happening to you, you know, and all these kinds of things. And so I didn't. And so I started walking. I would take the phone book and just open on a Sunday, and I'd just go from church to church. Mm. And it was like as if God was just cutting off mm-hmm. which church he didn't want me to go to mm. anymore as I was just going from church to church. Just and steering day, you yeah, right here. One day I was walking up the street <laughs> yeah. at this intersection where I had the accident. Oh. And outside of the church building where I'd never seen anyone before were already were people just standing there fellowshipping and whatnot just before service. So I went in and I sat there in this service. I don't remember the message or anything, but I do remember the guy giving an altar call. And that was just in my high and mighty high church mindset thinking altar call. I'm not answering an altar call. I'm not going up there in front of people. Right. And I heard him pray the sinner's prayer. And it was as if I'd never heard the sinner's prayer prayed. It was as if I there was something I wanted to say to God, but I couldn't formulate the words to actually say them. Mm-hmm. And then I heard this pastor say, God, I have been the king on the throne of my heart, mm. and I relinquish this position. Uh, uh, those words are revolutionary to me. I'd never heard anything. It was like, these are words. There's always something I wanted to say to God, and now I'm hearing the things that I need to say to God being said. And so I took those, that very altar call prayer and went home and got on my knees and prayed the exact prayer. And just before the service ended, he said the mother church to the campus ministry church, they were going to have an evening service and anyone was welcome to go. And I went to that service and the pastor was very loving. And he just said, uh, you know, whenever you have an appointment or a date, you know, you get all nice, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going out to the restaurant or mm-hmm. whatever, and you just can't wait to see the person or be with that person. And and then he likened that to Jesus Christ. He says, tonight, God has had an appointment with you. Mm. Nice. You have come, but you didn't realize that you and he had set an appointment to meet in this place. And this place is like fulfilling a date. Wow. And I'm going to open this altar area here. And you're welcome to come. No one is going to force you to come. And so that day, it was like having an out-of-body experience. Because, you know, me and my resistance would not have answered an altar call. But I watched myself get up and go forward. And I I remember getting on my knees and he just says, no one's going to pray with you, touch you or anything. But God just really wants to meet with you. And I remember that day, it was as if the, the stone has rolled away. 
Well, Everything rolled away. Well, praise the <laughs> Lord. I'm, we're glad it did. Uh, now, as mentioned, Warren, you are just back from Zambia. From Zambia, yeah. What's it like there? Uh, Zambia is a landlocked country, South Central Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family and I, we are serving with Rivers of Joy Fellowship, mm-hmm. and they are doing a street kids project called Kakavalika Child Foundation. Is that okay? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) We're serving with Rivers of Joy Fellowship. It's a church, and they are doing a street kids project called Kakawalika Child Foundation. Kakawalika means the sun will shine. Oh, nice. So the boys that we work with, one day they were riding home from uh, church, and they were reminiscing on how God has heard their prayers and how he has caused the sun to shine. Oh, okay. And so in the bus, we kept, they kept hearing them say, Kakavalika, Kakavalika. And so that's how they came up with the name. And so we've been there for the last four years, and we'll be there until they've decided that they don't need us there anymore. Okay, okay. Now, there are some believers out there who feel they've been called to embark on a missions trip. Mm-hmm. God has been knocking on their heart to do so. What should one consider before going on a missions trip? Uh, very, very simply, well, making sure that... Um, it is an emotion. Um, so then I would say to verify it with someone else, mm-hmm. uh, talk to, I mean, if they're like for, for me, it was my wife. I talked to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if they're single, uh, I would say to go to their church leaders, uh, elders or counselors, go to their family. You know, that people have this mindset of thinking that because they may be in a non-believing family, that their non-believing family will not give them wisdom as if God made a mistake with the families that he's given us. Mm -hmm. And so whether your family is a believing or non-believing family, they're still God's appointment for counsel in our lives. And so sometimes, I mean, it may not be what we want to hear, but we really need to listen and hear God. may not be what we want to hear or (laughs) through the vessel we want to hear it, but the Lord used a donkey, so. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of missions, as you should know by now, missions is the heart of Times Square Church. And as you should also know, the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few, as our guest Warren could tell you. So if the Lord is knocking on your heart concerning missions, there is definitely one or maybe two missions trips tailored for you. Check out the Times Square Church website for the 2011 missions schedule for short-term domestic or international missions. Or if you just can't get up and go for some odd reason, you can also Give a donation to help someone else get up and go. For the 2011 missions trip schedule or how to donate, log on to tscnyc.org slash missions. We're trying to get you some company out in that missions field, Warren. (laughs) Take them. Yes, sir. (laughs) Ever use your musical gift on the missions field? Uh, Yeah, actually, um, presently at the church where we're serving, um, I help with the worship team. Oh, nice. Uh, we 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 help with you know preparing the singers and you know organizing the music and stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah. So what do you use as an instrument out there? Uh, guitar. Oh, nice. I mean, I I would. It isn't anything you write home to mom about. Um, but I. <laughs> we'll take it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you listened to this show? <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get you a guitar. In fact, there's a guitar right there. Would you mind giving us a little rendition a little later on? Okay. Okay. Great. Great. I wanted to ask you, when you're out in the missions field, what's the most important thing to remember? That we're we're forming relationships. Okay. 
that's why Jesus came. It was relationship, was bridging a relationship that went bad. I wasn't expecting you to say what you just said, but that's that's a good point. Forming yeah, because, relationships. Because that will be that's the touchstone to the entire work. Mm. And so if you don't see yourself as being involved in relationship, then we can get so works oriented and forget that we're there mm-hmm. because of relationship. Okay. You know, the relationship is what will make or break a person whether they will come into the kingdom or not. Nice. And so um, so we want to really be able to rightly relate not only to the people but also to the work to make sure that it goes according to the heart and the mind of God and not what I feel or I have as an idea as to what he wants the work to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren, I was reading an interesting statement on the TSC Facebook page. I believe it was posted by a person by the name of Natalie who said, she thinks there is a distinct difference between a singer who can sing gospel music and a worshiper who has a nice singing voice. Do you agree? Yeah. How so? Relationship. Oh, we're back to relationship. <laughs> yes. The relationship that you have with the Lord will make the difference. You know, and there are there are there are people who have a motive. And so we have relationship and motive. Those are the two things that I, I see when it comes to worship. And good singers, because you have people that may have a relationship with the Lord, but they have a motive mm-hmm. to either sell albums or to display their talent or oh, whatever. Oh, and, please. We just went through a whole thing in yeah. our last podcast <laughs> about that like in the open forum. We, yeah. yeah, we covered that extensively. And so you find that the relationship gets separated from the motive. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that when the motive and the relationship is so is intertwined, they're connected, mm-hmm. then you find that the heart of Christ comes and sings through the individual. Wow. No matter whether they're recording an album, they're all alone or standing in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, their relationship with the Lord and the motive for why they're singing or doing or playing their instrument isn't so that they would entertain people. Because we are built and created to worship God, God and God alone. And so when you have that as your focus, then it makes everything else so simple Amen. and easy. Amen. You know, and so to me, I, whether I'm singing to one or whether I'm singing to a thousand, it really doesn't matter to me. I close my eyes and it's me and God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> So we're going to go to Zambia. We're going to give you a chance to exercise that here on Music with a Mission. You're going to take us to Zambia via music on Music with a Mission with Warren Carr. Just a moment. Efforts to reach out to those in need in Haiti continues. On call, Medicine with a Mission is hosting an online vitamin drive for Haiti. All donated vitamins will be sent to Haiti with the monthly on-call medical teams. If you're interested in sending vitamins with a team, please visit walmart.com. You can click on registry followed by wish list. It will ask you for your first and last name. For your first name, enter Times Square Church. For last name, enter on call. Thank you for your support. TSC, music radio, where God is. That's right, young man. It is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis talking with my good friend Warren Carg. Wow, great conversation we're having talking about music and missions and now we're going to get a taste of what he did musically on the mission field that's what you said 
That's right. You promised. I promised. All right. So we got the guitar right there. What exactly did you do? How did you lead missions? How did you lead uh, worship out there? Uh, in vernacular, in the actual local language. Okay. Uh, just simply because I studied music um, and we're trained in classical music too. You are to, <laughs> when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. And Indeed. So, Basically, so when you're whatever. in Zambia, you do what the Africans exactly. do. Okay. And so we sing in the actual local language. Okay. Um, there are 72 languages there, so we only focus primarily on two, which is would be Bemba and Nyanja. Um, but there are there are some other languages that are there. This okay. song that I'm going to do is from an American song called "I Want to Be More Like You." Yes. Um, but it's I I chose an American song just so that they can see how the the locals actually would sing an American song in the local language. Okay, okay. I want to be like you. Yeah. In? In Lozi. Lozi. From Warren Carr on Music with a Mission. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like you. Wanna be a vessel that you work through. I wanna be more like you. Hey, na penda kufana na na we. Yesu ine na penda kufana na na we. To me, eh, upenda no, eh, eh, na penda kufana na na we, eh, eh, na penda kufana na na we, Yesu ine, na penda kufana na na we. To me, you bend and oh, now bend up way. If you're in South America, you'll probably sing, Joe, quiero ser más como tú, Cristo, Joe, quiero ser más como tú. Yo quiero ser un vaso de tu poder. Yo quiero ser más como tú. Wow, Warren. You took us to three countries in one song. From America to Zambia to South America. Awesome. It's the Lord. It is. It is. Let me ask you this. When the Lord called you to the mission field, you were actively involved in music ministry here. That is correct. Did you wrestle with that decision? Because I know you, I know this was something that you loved doing here. Yes, Times Good Church actually was my life. So? Uh, there just came the season. For two years, I would sit on the platform, and everything was fine. Everything was great. And I, I just, I was sat on the platform, and it just felt like, God, what is wrong? Am I in disobedience am i not under authority am i what is wrong why so you went back and forth with it yeah i mean oh yeah for two years two years you wrestled oh with yeah 
two years of just sitting there and thinking, having these out of body experience and people coming up to you and say, Oh, worship. Oh, worship was so good. And Oh, heaven and all these things. And I'm thinking, so when did you find my missing? So what made you finally surrender? Uh, my wife and Pastor Carter. Uh, wives will do that. <laughs> Pastors will do that. <laughs> okay. I, I had. I, I just basically. I said, God, I really don't know what you're speaking. No. And so, but whatever it is, you have to confirm it through my wife and past and the pastor. Well, he's been Jehovah Jireh because he has definitely provided for yeah. you. He's oh, provided yeah. the way for you. Oh yeah. And your wife went with you too. Yeah. And so. Do you have children? Yeah. I have four children, four babies Your kids? we took to Zambia. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. How did that work out? <laughs> My eldest was six, and then the other one was five, and then I had a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old and a one-year-old, 18-month-old. So, yeah. Actually, Zambia didn't occur until another two years after that, because mm-hmm. then God really had to prepare me to show me what the next was. Yeah. So, uh, I we were living in Pennsylvania at the time, and so... The only thing that would open up was for me to work in a, a residential care facility as a behavior specialist. I see. And so I was working with boys that were, you know, on drugs and different things right. in an um, institution. And as a behavior specialist, you know, you were just basically sure. there in school to make sure that they can go through the school day. Speaking of the next, has the Lord spoken to you about what he wants you to do next? Yeah, Zambia. To go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so he hasn't changed from the last. Sure. Which was to go to Zambia. And so, so you're until, here- until there's a change from the last, <laughs> there will be no... <laughs> we just stick with the Lord's yeah. plan here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Warren, it's been really great talking to you. You well, have an cre- incredible story, an incredible ministry and oh, mission. thank you. Thank you. I just pray the Lord continue to be with you and your family as mm-hmm. you continue to do his work. Well, he's been with us, and we are so grateful for a home that prays for us and that is there at the drop of a, a dime. Yeah. You oh. know, for so um, we are so thankful for a place like Times Square Church that not only speaks it, but lives and walks it. And also, they have no problem with sending their people to do it. And, you know, before you picked out that guitar, you said it was nothing to brag about. That was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was pretty good. Can you just pick that up again, please? You're 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 you're, you're joking. No, right? I'm not joking. It was good. Everybody's shaking their head. Like, yeah, it was good. Okay. Warren Carr, thank you again for being on Music with a Mission. You're welcome. Thank you, Derek. Take joy, my King, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. Check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco.
Coming up next week, we have the man who holds the world record for traveling to every country on earth in the fastest time. He's a musician and a missionary. He's musicianary Benny Prasad on Music with a Mission. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.